Welcome to another episode of Manny Talks. My name is Manny De La Cruz, and I want to thank you for having taken the time today to listen in on this podcast. If this is your first time, this podcast is about helping students and young professionals that are working in STEM accomplish their goals. So if you're a student and you're wanting to become an engineer, a scientist, this show will talk about topics to get you through school with the help of organizations such as SWE, SHIP, Nesby, etc. If you're a young professional just getting started, you might have a ton of questions about making the transition to a professional, how to get involved and how to engage with your current work group and so on. We cover those topics here. Today we have the, the opportunity to talk to a president of the NYU SHIP chapter. Miss uh, Adriana Pink, and it was an uh, awesome conversation that I'm looking forward to you to listen to. But I did want to clarify one thing. When we recorded this episode, uh, Adriana shared a lot about her current co-op, and I'll let you listen in so you could find out what company that was. But after we recorded it, she let me know that there were some topics primarily about specifics of what she was doing as part of her co-op and also the recruiting process of how she got in to this company that in hindsight were items that uh, we probably shouldn't talk about or that the guidance that she got was, hey, let's not disclose that and so on. So we did edit some of that out, but guess what? Even with taking those items out, it does not take away from Adriana's story. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was very, uh, I mean, I guess I'm not surprised, but I, it was kind of a, a a moment of reflection when even with taking those items out, it's not like it took away from uh, from the things that she has accomplished. There's a lot of substance here and I look forward uh, for you to hear it. The only reason that I brought it up is because there is a question where I ask her something specific and it almost seems like uh, she's not answering the question directly. And really that was just me getting creative with the edits to still capture the essence of of the of the experience and for it not just to be completely cut out because there were still some items within the story that weren't part of that didn't have those details that i wanted you all to hear uh if you're uh, an avid listener thank you very much for tuning in once again i would appreciate your comments as always and your feedback because after all i'm doing this podcast for you for your benefit. So if you're not seeing it, let me know. Uh, that way I can start finding either guests or topics that you're interested in doing. And once again, I look forward to this conversation. Hey, so today I get the opportunity to talk to Adriana Pink. Now, Adriana is a student that I met uh, at uh, NILA last year. So that was the first time that I met uh, Adriana as part of, I went with ExxonMobil as a sponsor, and she went as a participant from uh, NYU. And in a little bit here, she'll talk a little bit about what she's done. But one of the things that kind of caught my attention with uh, Adriana was just some of the stuff that she was involved in. And so today we're going to kind of dig into the life of Adriana, the student, and, and really hope that what we get out of this conversation is just another student's experience and how they're able to juggle uh, this uh, thing called a a STEM uh, education. So Adriana, thank you again for making yourself available. We've been talking about this for a little bit and we were able fi uh, finally to land on a day. So uh, I really appreciate you making yourself available tonight. 
Um, so why don't you start off? Go ahead and tell us about yourself. Who is Adriana? What is she doing? Where is she from? And, and we'll kind of start there. Hi, Miami. Yes, thank you so much for this opportunity. I would love to share any experiences and insight that I have. Um, as Manny said, we met last summer in Phoenix, Arizona at the NILA conference. For those of you who are unfamiliar with it, it's a ship, a ship conference that executive e-board members tend to go to help see what strategies and resources they can learn to help provide for their executive board this, the next upcoming year. So currently I'm a fourth year chemical and biomolecular engineering student at New York University. I also hold a biotechnology associate's degree from Miami Dade College. So I'm a proud community college alum as well as a proud NYU alum. I currently have the privilege of serving as chapter president for New York University. I have a, for the New York University SHIP chapter, I'm very prideful for that. I've been involved in SHIP since freshman year as a freshman ambassador and moved my way on up. I have so much passion and dedication for SHIP that this is the reason I'm doing it. If I wasn't so passionate about it, I wouldn't, I don't know what I would have done or I don't know if I'd be as involved, but I love SHIP with all my life. I'm constantly talking to it about people. Most people, if they talk to me, that's all I really talk about. Honestly, they're like, is that all you talk about? And I'm like, yep, but it's okay. <laughs> Apart from that, I am a teaching assistant as well as involved in some other projects in school like soft robotics. And I'm also involved in another club called the Women in Business and Entrepreneurship. That's awesome. So look, and, and, and Adriana, like right here in a nutshell, I could basically say, and this is why I wanted to talk to her. Everybody have a good night. So just like hearing your energy and, 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 and the same energy that you're bringing right now about talking about what you do, that's kind of what I remember or what stuck with me uh, when I met you at Nila. And then the, 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 the plot thickens a little bit. Uh, I had kind of, you know, at that point, I had just recently started the this podcast project. So I had a few episodes that were still very raw, like I hadn't, you know, gotten to the point where I was interviewing people and it was just me talking through some stuff. And and I had like I do with a ton of students, I kind of say, hey, if you have any questions, reach out, connect with me on LinkedIn. And you did. Right. So you left Nila. I got an invite into LinkedIn. And then shortly after, I get a a, a message from you that says, hey, uh, we met at Nila, uh, and I listened to one of the podcasts that you have, and I have some questions, and then that turned into us having a a, a good long one hour conversation with your follow up questions. And so, anywho, so and and as I'm as you were, you know, the conference, the conversation that we had on the phone, and then looking and then seeing your activity on social media, and then meeting you at Nila, and then seeing you again at, at the national conference, I'm just, I started to see everything that you were involved in. And I said, hey, here's someone who I think uh, others would benefit from uh, hearing uh, her story. So let's look, you you hit on something that is near and dear to my heart. And it's, uh, it's, it's groups like SHIP, right? I recently got involved with SHIP. I was from another group, very similar, but the, but the, the importance of these uh, support groups are are really important. So why don't you walk us through your what I'll call the ship story? When did you start getting involved? Uh, positions that you've held, etc. Yes, definitely. So I got involved freshman year. I came in the summer before. Uh, so the summer before my freshman year, there was a something in our school called the West Fest, which was focused on women in engineering science and technology so women in stem basically 
and they had a bunch of club like it was basically like a club fair and they had a bunch of booths representing each club and like what there is to offer at NYU and what to expect in the engineering school so when I walked across I was scanning around seeing what booth really interests me and what organization I myself would like to be involved in and I came across this woman she's still my friend I love her so much her name was Gabby and she really uh her passion and her dedication really enticed me and intrigued me. So I was like, hey, what is this club? Like, what is this about? And she told me, hey, yeah, this is SHIP. This is the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers. And we're here to empower you. To, like, as the motto says, we're here to empower you to be the best you can be, right? So I stuck with this and I said, okay, this is the club for me. And from that moment, I knew this is what I wanted to be involved in. Being from Miami, Florida, I'm constantly surrounded by Hispanics and it's just that warm feeling of this reminds me of home just because I was an out-of-state student and so I wasn't sure what friends I would have or who I'd be able to talk to but I knew that hey there's this club this is it for me so from that moment on I went to the meetings I was involved I became a freshman ambassador and everyone there was so welcoming and it's so hard to find a nice little community in your school just being a new student and just Everyone's going through their own struggles and hindrances, but people, it's nice to know that people are there for you. And the passion and dedication and just kindness that they offer to me is the same thing that I wanted to do for others. So I wanted to make sure that, hey, we're a club that looks out for you, but also make sure that you're succeeding and you're developing yourself professionally. So I've done freshman ambassador. And then in my sophomore year, I did public relations, which handles all the marketing and media for our school. So that includes like the Instagram posts we make for Shep or the Facebook posts, anything that we may have. And the next year I said, let me take on a heavier role and really take on the charge and help delegate. So I went on to become internal vice president. And this year I currently serve as president, which is amazing. I'm so proud of my familia. We are literally the best. I can't thank them enough. We succeed together. We grind together. We push together and there are some somebody. There are people I know I can look out for, and that they that they're looking out for me as well. That's awesome. So you've made it all the way to president. And let me back up. It sounds like so you you got an officer position very early on. Like what? How long before you said okay, I'm ready to become an officer? Like was the freshman ambassador an officer position? So yeah, the freshman ambassador was more of like a shadowing to see like if you would like to be an executive okay. board member, but it's still, you still get that title of being an e-board member, but okay. they just wanted to see like what you would like to do or afterwards or what role you would like to take on the following year. So that I became a freshman ambassador, I believe the November of the academic year. So our mm -hmm. school starts in September, but honestly it was the people that really motivated me to join. They're the ones that pushed me. And honestly, they didn't have to push me. It was just the fact that they were so welcoming I said, this is a club, this is our organization I want to be involved in, and I could see myself staying involved in. So the decision to become like a vice president and eventually a president, and I'll let you decide if there was which one was harder maybe to talk about, but how, how was that decision for you? What did you consider? Did you always know you wanted to do it? Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah, no, I didn't know I wanted to do it. I mean, I knew I wanted to be involved in SHIP, since day one and I wanted to continue being involved in but I was nervous uh junior year I lacked the confidence to apply for the presidency role just because I was like no it's going to be too hard 
But then when I became internal vice president, I realized I'm doing so many tasks already and it's still such a heavy workload. I said, why not become president the following year? But it's really, you have to know that you had the passion for it and that you know you can set aside the time for it while still staying committed to your other priorities like your academics and knowing that it's not just about you, it's about looking out for a whole community now. As when I was fresh in ambassador, I was just saying, okay, I just need to bring a couple of my friends to some events or I can just help out whenever I need to or want to. But being president or even internal vice president, you really take on a stronger role and you have to look out for everyone and make sure that everything is going according to plans and making sure that all the events are being executed properly and done efficiently. But I like what you said there. You're like, well, you didn't have the confidence for it. And so you kind of took one level below and then you saw, hey, work is work. And and through mm-hmm. the through the progression of roles, right, you got the confidence to become president because uh, and, and look and, and 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 I've heard that's, you know, that same sentiment from other people that that take on the president of their chapters. And it was very similar for myself. Right. And others that I know that are now professionals that serve in those roles. And 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 I say as a professional, let me back up. What I meant is like now that we're professionals like myself at Exxon, we have this internal what we call employee resource group which is called Goal, which is basically like ship, but inside of, of ExxonMobil. And it has its e-board and, and things of that nature. And some of the decisions uh, and some of the feelings are, are, kind, are kind of the same. But I think what's valuable is kind of like what you said, where you just, you consider it, you remember the passion that you have behind it, and then you just take uh, the, the leap of faith. And, and uh, so I appreciate you. I appreciate you sharing that. So as your time as president, right? So uh, you and and I and I want to highlight this because I, I you it was I think a moment of pride for you. Uh, why don't you talk about you and NYU's participation at nationals? How many people did you guys get to take, and so on? Yes, absolutely. I love talking about my chapter, so it's no problem whatsoever. But this year, we were fortunate to bring over forty-two members, that inc- also including some alumni that we saw at our comp. That doesn't include some alumni, sorry. But we are so proud. A lot of our members did 10 times better than what we did last year. We had definitely so many more interviews from different companies like Merck, 3M, Ecolab, General Motors, uh, Dell. Everyone was out there grinding and working as hard as they can. And it makes me so proud of them because we worked so hard this semester. We planned early, early in advance. My team and I worked hard to secure sponsors, to secure career readiness workshops, that would feature the sponsors giving some industry perspective and advice and really help them to fix their resume, boost their interview skills, practice, and making sure that they're the best they they can be. So even if it includes like building their brand and making sure their LinkedIn is ready to connect, we made sure to push and grind and it paid off. And I'm so happy for our members. A lot of our members have already accepted their full-time offers or even their internship offers. And if not for Shep, I don't know. Or even if they didn't take a Shep role or get a position at the Shep convention, they were fortunate enough to use the skills that they learned for the Shep convention to apply it to the other roles that they that they are currently working for. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And 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 look, and if anyone who's listening, if you're curious as to how to do your social media. I would say, hey, go look at the NYU page for SHIP and some of its members because you guys are very active. And and I can tell uh, and it's nice to see some of y'all's activity and the energy that you guys bring out in trying to uh, 
communicate what y'all do. Like that, I'm, I get uh, the 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 privilege, I would say, of following a bunch of uh, a bunch of the student chapters, and I like seeing who's doing what. And there's just some groups that do it better than others, and and so props to NYU. So uh, along this whole time, right, where you're doing your ship story, hey, you're also working on on Adriana and her her uh, experiences, right? So I kind of want to break this up and let's talk about uh, you, you've been a research assistant or a, and a teacher's assistant, a teaching assistant uh, throughout your time in college so far. Can you talk a little bit about those experiences? Yes. So last semester, I was a research and development intern for an artificial intelligence company, and they really focus on developing new food flavors or re-optimizing food flavors. So we've worked with several companies. I can't really disclose what companies we worked with, but it was an awesome opportunity to learn because I'm a chemical engineer. I never thought that I could find myself working in an AI position. So I thought that was really awesome to begin with. And I love food. So it makes like two interesting topics together for me. But I was able to work on that as an R&D intern. So I love that experience. As well as being a teaching assistant, I am a teaching assistant for the Intro to General Engineering course. So typically as a freshman, you come in, if you're maybe not sure about what course you want to take as an engineer, or even if you're, let's say, a computer engineering intern coming in, I mean, a computer engineering student coming in, based on this class, you may feel that you want to change it or stick with it. We give you a semester long design project to see if this is what you really want to do. And I was fortunate enough to learn several other techniques apart from like my chemical engineering curriculum, like LabVIEW, Revit, um, using AutoCAD. So using those techniques to really broaden my scope, Mm -hmm. I found that very interesting itself just because I get bored easily. So I like to learn more and I like to be able to get hands-on experience or just talk to people. So I loved that experience as a TA just because I was constantly talking to students and I was able to help them with whatever needs or questions they may have. And also I get to lo- do a little Shep plugin, plug right there and say, hey, you should join. Sorry, I always say Shep because for reason four we say Shep, but That's, I know hey, a lot of people say Shep. The jury is still out on that one. Even So, so sometimes I even <laughs> so mix it up myself. Back and forth. So, so look, so you've done, you, you've done those uh, and, and you've gotten some experiences of them. If I had to, you know, this is going to sound like an interview question, like for a job, but like, hey, so in those roles that you had as a, as a teaching assistant and as a research assistant, like, can you talk about like some of the skills that you learned or that you grew in that you wouldn't have, have otherwise developed if it wasn't for those opportunities? Definitely. I think I've become a better communicator just because being, whether you're a TA or R&D intern or whatever you may be, the most important thing is talking and being able to listen to each other. If I can't communicate properly with the student or if I can't communicate properly with my team, we won't be on the same page. We won't understand each other and we can't move forward if we don't understand each other. That's the biggest thing I've learned throughout these whole years, being a better communicator because if you need to ask a question, what do you do? You ask someone, you talk. Like, if you need help, that's what you do. But the best thing is just talking and making sure that you're not afraid to ask for help. I'll admit myself, I was very prideful in the beginning. Like, freshman year, I came in thinking I didn't need help. And that just held me back. That was just pointless because you have resources, you have opportunities there for you for a reason. They're there to help you. There are people there to help you. Whether you don't want to talk to a professor, there's still students who are there to help you. 
that's what I hope SHIP is to others. We hope that we can provide that outlet for someone if they need help with like math or if they just even need help talking and figuring out career choices. We want them to know that this is an opportunity for them to feel free to do so in a safe space. Have you have you always been, would you consider yourself confident or that you've always been confident when you talk to people? No, absolutely not. Okay. I'm definitely very introverted. I, I mean, I still am, but I've definitely learned to speak out more because of shit, because of taking on all of these leadership roles. It's helped me develop myself to speak properly and really know how to um, just talk well about myself. Just because if I'm always talking about shit, it helps me talk about what I love so much and being able to talk about what you're passionate about really helps and makes a difference. And I think said another way, right? And that's what I was trying to highlight, right? Said another way, it's like it's repetition, right? People just tend to see someone who is super, super confident or a good speaker or is a people person and they just assume that they were born that way or that it's natural talent and what they don't see is the 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 growth and the evolution of of what's typically uh, considered an introvert personality right like i tell folks even for myself people automatically assume that i'm an extrovert and i've done multiple you know the like personality tests and skills tests and 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 i have a huge chunk of me that's very much introverted but my comfort has come uh, very much like yourself, just through practice and repetition. And you kind of, it was very subtle the way you said it. It's like, well, I'm always talking about ship, but I'm pretty sure what isn't said in that is that your pitch for ship, I'm pretty sure the first time you gave it versus what it's now has evolved, it's changed. You've seen what's worked, right? You've gotten more talking points, it's more organized. And, and, and that's the subtle part that is hidden in, in, uh, in what you said. Any thoughts on that? No, absolutely. Um, my pitch and everything, how I talk to people has changed almost every month. I always add something, take it out, change it, let me revise this, fix a word, whatever it may be. I try to see, okay, I learned this or I see someone else's technique or even speaking to you. I remember after Nila, I had a completely different pitch after talking to you just because you gave me some tips and some insight on, oh, okay, maybe I should mention this or maybe I should add this in so little key tips that you learn from people is the biggest thing and that's what i love about ship is that you have such a strong network that you can reach out to anyone if they just even see that you're involved in ship they'll say okay i i got you like i'm here for you which i really value that because i've been able to learn from so many alumni so many or just i could just say hello to someone and at the at the ship conference and they'll be like, hey, what's up? Like, they're very welcoming. And I love that. And I appreciate that so much because people are here to look after you. And if not for that, I definitely wouldn't have taken those tips and use them for myself. And the tips and tricks I learned, I make sure to pass it along and pay it forward. That's a big key for me. I love to pay it forward and I love to see other people succeed. So if I know something that can help, like a little resume tip, I'm going to tell my e-board. I'm going to tell my friends because I want them to learn from it use it for themselves and pass it along forward as well. Oh, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. That's, uh, that's key. Uh, folks, uh, you would, you'd be surprised how many people are out there doing some of this stuff because it is under that umbrella of uh, paying it forward, right? Like it's just, Hey, uh, we, we know what was done for us. We know what we've benefited and we want to see others succeed. So, 
So right now, currently, so let's let, let's let's move along in, in the story that is that is you. Uh, currently, you're doing an internship. Why don't you let us know? Tell tell folks what you're doing right now. Yes. So I currently work for Walt Disney Imagineering. So that is the engineering department of Walt Disney. And what was that like? So let's back up. Let's talk a little uh, strategy here. Like, what was it like for you to to, to line up? Because my understanding is that it getting into Walt Disney's Imagineering program can be pretty, pretty competitive. So if not for shit, I would not have gotten this opportunity. I'm a chemical engineer working for this company now, and I think that's amazing. The people there are so amazing. They're passionate, and that, that passion just rubs off in you. And I was already passionate about Disney itself, because who's, not, who's yeah. not in love with Disney? You see a Disney movie since you're a kid. You go to the parks. You're just... There, you at least know one Disney character in your life, and then it just makes you all happy. I just get so excited even talking about it. I can't even think of any words. I get speechless. And so, I mean, you just started, right? I mean, how long you've, is the how long have you been there? Yeah, no, I literally just started. Like this is, um, this is like my first official week, but I did some training last week. Okay. Huge company. So you you mentioned something there, and I think this is the second time I hear you say it in this interview where you're like, wow, as a chemical engineer, I worked as a, with artificial intelligence. And wow, as an, a chemical engineer, I was able to now work with, uh, with the Disney Imagineering. So let's talk about the, the, you're, you're a chemical engineer with this, and it's a chemical and biomolecular engineering, correct? So yes. let, let's, let's go back in time a little bit. When you chose this major, what was the, what did you see yourself doing with that degree? I thought I was, I was going to go into more biomedical sciences. I thought I was going to do like more of medical devices. I don't know. I even, I thought myself, I thought I was going in a completely different pathway, but it just shows you that you never know where you're going to go and you never know where your journey is going to take you. So just let it take you the way it should like work hard and continue to grow, but be open-minded to so many opportunities out there. Don't limit yourself in school. I've had professors tell me that you can only go this route. You can only work in polymers or plastics, but don't believe that. I think that's the biggest key. Like if you're interested in something, try it, apply. It does not hurt to apply. Talk to people about it because all the positions I have now are not the standard typical chemical engineering route. Yet here I am. The hard your hard work and dedication show for you more than what you are and what made you study. So I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, and again, if we kind of re- rewind a little bit, right? That was where you thought you were going to do something, by, you know, biomedical, that sort of thing. You've taken on some research assistant and teaching assistant, maybe these academic positions. Your internship now is maybe a little bit more. We'll call it, we'll call it industry, right? So, what about now? So, where's your head? And I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Where's your head at? What do you, what do you think you want to do? Definitely, I'm still like thinking about it. But right now, I'm pretty sure I want to go into project engineering, just because of all the projects I've done, all the managing I've done, or financial planning through ship or other organizations, or even my current position now. I really find projects very interesting and dear to my heart. So I believe this is the route I want to go in. But for all I know, too much from now, I could completely change my mind. Yeah. Any any possibility of uh, of a postgrad? Is that in the cards? I definitely want to pursue a postgrad. I'm still deciding between if I want to do like just grad school and engineering, or if I want to consider like maybe an MBA instead. But I'm 
I'm still thinking about it. I have some time, so you absolutely we'll do. And look, like I said, I was gonna turn the screws a little bit and see 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 where your head's at. But this is look, I tell people these are good problems to have. What you don't have to, I mean, what you what you already have going for you is is the demonstrated leadership. You're getting some experience. Uh, everything here, you know, if you do do, you know, a postgrad or something, to, turns into more icing on the cake. So so good for you. So now now I kind of want to start asking you. You know, we spent the last you know thirty minutes or so uh, talking about what you've done, and I hope that the picture that's painted been painted so far is that here is a, a, a young lady who is tackling an education at NYU, a product of the community college, has evolved into her confidence and her ability to communicate along the way, getting multiple experiences. You were an, you know, you have an awesome ship story. And if people don't know better, they're probably going to think that ship is, is giving us some kickbacks for the show as many times as we said ship, but that's not the case. Uh, but that just is the passion. So and here you are. You you're st- you still got how much school left? You're a junior. Yes. Well, I'm a senior, but I'll be taking a fifth year. That's fine. Super so senior. Super senior. That's fine. Yeah. We super senior is is good, right? But still, the the point it being made is, hey, you've packed a lot into a relatively short amount of time. So what I kind of want to spend some time talking about, and, and hopefully get a little tactical here, is around how do you do it? How do you how do you uh, uh, manage that? Do you, do you plan stuff? Do you have a big support system? Are you are you flying by the seat of your pants? <laughs> Let's start digging into that because that's really kind of you know if I'm a student and I'm hearing this, I'm like, how the heck does she do all this, right? And 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 not at and not at the expense of academics. And I'm not going to blast your GPA out there, but it's good, you know. So let, let help me understand how is it that you accomplish all this. Listen, it's not easy. I've struggled. I've cried. I've screamed, like, whatever it may be. But I know the end goal is near, and that's what keeps me focused. I, myself, find that I'm an extremely hard worker and stay very motivated. So that's what keeps me going and keeps me very ambitious. But I also know that there's some things that don't define me. Like, I know a GPA won't define me later on in the future. I know that if I just continue to work hard, people will see my work ethic more than just what my numbers or what my grades may be but I do work hard to do the best I can now because I know if I keep that momentum going it'll continue to stay strong as is but I am a huge planner I love lists I write them down like crazy google calendar is my best friend I try to stay as organized as I can that doesn't mean it's easy like I said trust me like things do not come easy at school I ask a million questions. I go to teachers' office hours whenever I can find the time just because things don't aren't that easy for me to take in sometimes. And if I'm trying to learn like he and mass transfer, that's not easy. I've definitely needed to go to my teacher's assistant like every single week. So it's just a matter of you pushing and you trying the best you can. Because if you don't try, what happens? You just fail. But if you, if you at least know you tried and did the best you could, I can't be mad at myself for doing that. Okay, so let's say, not, go ahead. What were you gonna say? Oh no, just just knowing that, like I'm trying my best and I'm doing the best I can, because then I can't be disappointed in myself for that. All right, so I kind of want to, and, and and you threw a lot in there, so now I kind of want to pick it apart. You mentioned a hey, planning. You're a big planner. You like lists. Google calendars is your friend. So. 
in that. So when you say Google calendars, I suspect that you have a very elaborate calendar <laughs> that you yes. that, that you account for for every hour of your day. So slow walk me through that. Like how often do you plan? Do you have a regular routine that you do? Uh, what's that look like? Things are always changing, so it doesn't really get to stay regular. There's always something new each day. But I try to allot myself more time than necessary. So let's say I have a meeting for 30 minutes with a, with an advisor. I give it like 45 minutes just to give myself some extra room or comfort time. So I'm not completely stressing every minute or every wire is like and my brain is like ticking and falling apart. I give myself a lot more time than necessary. I share my calendar, like my, I share the ship calendar with my actual calendar so I can be aware of what events are happening or what planning meetings we may have. I know for our chapter, I'm sure other sharp chapters do the same thing. We host bi-weekly e-board meetings just to get all the planning done. So I write the agendas ahead of time. So I try to do that on my spare time, let's say like in the night when I'm too tired to study anymore. Also, in terms of work, I have a work schedule. I tend to get to do remote work, which was nice at the time. And then I can also do some work when I get into the office. So I set I share that calendar with me as well and try to set some certain deadlines and guidelines to follow through and make sure I'm getting through day by day. Okay. Um, and then how often I, do you, how often do you, do you, do you visit your calendar? Like, are you making it like on a daily basis, continuously changing, or do you set some, some planning time on the weekend? I'm getting very granular here. I'm just trying to, you know, hear what tips you, you have or, or what techniques you use, you know? Okay, yeah, so I, I try to set the calendar in the weekend ahead of time for the week, at least which what things I know for certain are there. But then th as, you know, the week goes by, maybe someone wants to schedule a meeting as soon as possible. So I add that in my calendar. So I always have a tab open for my calendar. It's just always open. So I can look back at it. I look at it on a daily basis, hourly basis sometimes to check and see what I have scheduled for the day, as well as just knowing that knowing how well I study and how much time I need to study personally. Like I find myself not needing to read the textbook more. I I'm a person who needs to do like the practice problems and like just physically write things down more than just reading. I'm a more hands-on learner, but that's just knowing who I am. I, I remember I took like the VARC test to figure out what type of study person I am and like what type of studier I am. Okay. So you've but, even gone as far as like, profiling your study habits yes because I definitely noticed that freshman year and sophomore year I was taking too much time on like other extracurriculars or other activities and I needed to really focus on my priorities like academics so I made sure to see what I was doing wrong because it was taking a toll on my grades and other things like my stress and mental health so I wanted to make sure okay let me make sure I'm using my time effectively and not just wasting it so I really look into details of how I can improve myself. And you all need to know that sometimes you do need to change or take advice of other people and listen. Make, make sure that you're not just wasting your time here because you want to get everything done. And 24 hours can go by pretty fast, yes. at least for me. I don't know. Yes, they do. And you mentioned something key there. It was a perfect segue to the next part where you said you got to listen to people. So who can you tell me about the people influences in your life parents teachers counselors advisors like is there what part do those relationships play in 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 helping you accomplish what you have so far 
Yeah. So my parents are definitely my number one supporters. Knowing that I have them also keeps me going because I've, I'm doing this for them. I want to be able to help them in the future. That's my goal and being able to say, hey, you guys don't have to worry about anything anymore because I'm here. But they're always pushing me. They're very proud of who I am and who I've become and how much I've grown. So just knowing that they're happy for me and happy that I'm doing something that I love is just very, like, it's just very wholesome and very welcoming and warm to my heart. So I always have them, if I need a shoulder to cry on, even though they're not physically with me, I know I can just pick up the phone and call them. And just also I have my my family here, whether it's my shit familia or just like my roommates or my close friends. All my close friends pretty much are in ship, actually, but I just know that I can always count on them, too, which is very nice because it's nice to know that you have someone looking out for you and wanting you to succeed as much as you want them to succeed. So I have a strong support system, and I'm just a very strong organization, organizational person as well. So I think those two key strong suits help me, at least the majority of it helped me. Anything outside of, you know, that, that you do for, for a hobby, music, art, or anything like that, that you do to, 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 to unwind or, or, or to keep you balanced? Yes, I watch a lot of movies. I'm definitely a movie fanatic. Okay. I go crazy on shows. Recently, I watched Watchmen. That was a great show. Um, I, I just, that helps me unwind. I like watching silly shows. It just doesn't make me think about anything outside of school like it just gives me time to breathe and relax yeah and i tell people because i'm myself like part of my it's funny that you say that i'm sitting here smiling because whenever i introduce myself or talk about myself when i get to the hobbies i like put it on there that i'm like a a, like reality tv fanatic like i watch (laughs) if if i was to tell you what i did at work and i laugh with my like my kids and my wife here because i try to explain what i do for a living and then i'm also telling you that i like to watch I don't know, live PD. And it's just like, how do, how did this company trust you with the responsibilities that you have? Because <laughs> what you do in your own life sometimes doesn't make sense. But it's just that. I like what you said. It's like it, it, it it's completely on the other side of what you're doing. You don't have to think about certain things. And it just kind of uh, lets you lets you unwind, which is which is awesome. I've tried doing the movie thing and I can. For example, I've been trying to rewatch Inception for like two weeks now i watch it like 10 minutes at a time dude. that's just because i run out of time but i like movies too um oh, no it's a great distressor i i love marvel movies i'm a big fan so i can just re-watch avengers anytime i can re-watch anything or i love x-men movies also i'm just crazy superhero fanatic so can you talk a little bit about how you made the decision to miss out on spring semester and do a co-op it was definitely hard. I thought about it for a very long time. I didn't even tell people yet just because I wasn't even sure if it was something I wanted to just jump in. But I knew that this is such a prestigious and wonderful opportunity that I couldn't miss out on. Honestly, what was really concerning was my ship familia and then knowing that I wouldn't see my, my friends for a while. That really made it hard on me. But I know that we each have our own journey to take and my journey may be different to some of my other friends who are graduating this semester or just anything like that. So it's definitely a difficult decision to make, but I don't regret it. I have been fortunate enough to gain this opportunity, so I'm going to make good use out of it. It's I definitely recommend 
to gain that internship or co-op experience, whatever it may be, just because it gives you a good feeler of what you want to do and if this is the right role for you. It, it's very helpful and you just meet wonderful people that you never know how they can help you later on in the future. I'm very fortunate to have some really great teammates, a wonderful boss, and even my old position or where I was working as an R. Well, I'm currently still working as an R&D intern, but those people were still working and willing to, were so proud of me for this opportunity as well. So I know this is a good decision. And so did you have to do anything special with your school or is your school supportive of, of uh, and, and flexible for students wanting to do co-ops? So our school isn't a co-op school. So unfortunately, we're not as flexible as I know some other schools do have that opportunity. So I, I've i been able to talk to one professor to allow me to take one class, mm-hmm. like finish my senior design project, and then get the grade the following semester. But apart from that, I technically I'm not able to do any classes. And look, and there's some people like, what would you tell a student who completely shuts down the idea of co-ops because their school like yours isn't uh, flexible? What would your advice be? You know, I thought the same way. I genuinely thought that I can't do a co-op. It'll just set me back. But at the same time, it's like, this is only going to help you grow forward, move on forward. I spoke to some other alumni and they told me, what's the rush of you graduating so early anyway? Because at the end of the day, you're just going to end up working. And it's like, why not just learn, learn, gain this experience, see what if this is what you actually want to do. So I took that advice and I said, okay, let's roll with it. Let's see what happens. So I just keep an open mind to any opportunity you get because you never know. If you do it now, you can still, you can probably still do it. You can probably still graduate on time, sorry. And it's a great, I, th- I can't explain this enough. It's a great learning experience. The people you meet, the resources you gain, the opportunities you learn, like so many great opportunities there. And you never know what can come out of it. I like what you said about, hey, what's the rush? Just consider what the opportunity means in the long run. Have a little bit more of a longer term vision. And that's tough. Uh, I, 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 That's one of the hardest things to convey to people about, well, the real change happens when you're able to kind of flip the switch a little bit from a short-term vision to a longer-term vision. Then all of a sudden, you can slow some things uh, down. And and in your case, as as I'm seeing some of the development and some of the things that you're able to talk about, everything that you did, I I think that it's worth it. Let me let me try and re-say that. If I I have seen students who just have a laundry list of stuff on their resume, and when you talk to them, there's no substance, there's no story. They just tell you, well, I did it because that's what you were supposed to do, or it just kind of fell on my lap, but they can't ever do, or you can tell that they haven't done what you've done. And you mentioned it on this interview where you really think about what do you have to accomplish? How can you develop yourself? They don't do that introspective thinking. So, uh, so there's no depth in your case, like every, there is a very clear progression and evolution story that comes out and that a, whoever's talking to you can tell that this co-op is just another piece of, of of this puzzle that we still don't know what it looks like, but it's very exciting and interesting to see where it's going to to end up. So again, I I I, I appreciate you sharing uh, your experiences. So Adriana, look, uh, 
I, I, I want to thank you for coming on to the, and making yourself available and telling your story. I love the passion that you have for, for ship. And, and I can, I can definitely tell that your, your, uh, your club is going to, to succeed and benefit from, from your passion. I'm also very excited to continue to keep tabs on you and, and really see where this ends up for you and, and really be able to talk about what the heck did you do at, at uh, Walt Disney Imagineering at some uh, point. And if, and if, I would be a betting man to say that I probably would see you at another ship event. Is that correct? Yes, I will definitely be there. I'm trying to go to RLDC for Region 4, but I will for sure be in Denver, Colorado for Ship 2020. There you go. See, so that's probably when I we will see each other face-to-face again. Adriana, I like to give uh, my guests the last word. Is there any last piece of advice or comments for, for that student that's listening that's uh, – really trying to understand how to balance being a student. Yes. Uh, well, thank you so much for this opportunity, but also just to students, to anyone, keep striving, keep working hard. Don't let anything deter you from your goals. The end goal is, is near for everyone. Just work on getting that degree. Keep pushing, keep working hard. It can be tough, but there are people looking out for you. People want you to succeed. And if you have any questions, you can always reach out and please know that. Please join an organization, whether it's SHIP, NSBE, SWE, whatever it do, they'll help you professionally grow and be an amazing engineer or person in STEM. Perfect, Adriana. Again, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Hey, look, I really hope you enjoyed that last uh, episode. I hope that you benefited from it and that you at least have some new appreciation for the topic that we discussed or that uh, you maybe have more questions that you're walking away uh, with the hopes of exploring and getting some more information. Look, the reason I do this podcast is because I want to make sure that you, the listener, have the opportunity to benefit from the stories and the the experiences of someone that has already been there before you tackling a STEM career, whether as a student or as a young professional is difficult. And if you're going to succeed, it's probably not going to be by yourself. And if you think you're going to do it by yourself, I would seriously uh, uh, challenge you to consider Uh, getting some help and that's where this is coming from the guests that come on the reason that they even accept in the first place is because they hear why i'm doing this project and they feel that they want to help as well how can you help you can help one by sharing the information if you know someone that you're going to school with or someone that you're uh, working with as a as a new professional that could benefit from this information share it two interact online you're probably going to see these uh this uh, episode promoted on things like linkedin and you probably saw it on Instagram or Facebook or, or a combination. And it would really help if you would interact, let uh, people know what you thought of the episode in the comments. Last, if you are listening on iTunes, uh, you have the opportunity to not only give the episode a rating or the podcast in general, I should say a rating, but you also get the opportunity to leave 
your specific thoughts about what you think about this project and what that allows people to do is to who are searching for this information is to read and to get some uh, firsthand account from somebody else about the information that is provided. That's what you can do to kind of pay it forward. Again, I thank you very much for taking having taken the time out of your schedule to listen to this podcast and to listen to the story of the guests that were invited. And for that, I sincerely thank you. And I look forward to the next conversation. Thank you.